I think with this particular industry, it feels keep up with the Jones-ish. You kind of have to constantly just remind yourself of trying to live underneath your means. You know, running it like a business. This is not just fun money. It's business, it's retirement. It's in case of emergency, it's mortgage. You know, like all the things. Welcome back to Influencer Business, the playground for brands and creators. I'm your host, Austin Munhoven. Hi, everyone. It's great to have you here. We hope you're well as always. Today, we're sitting down with influencer and blogger Ashley Brooke Chambers of Ashley Brooke Designs. We're talking about not just what it's like to be a person of influence, but what it's like to be a small business owner as an influencer. On a personal note, I have followed Ashley as a reader for a while now, and we have gotten to know each other. She is warm and incredibly talented and is one of the most thoughtful, kind people I've come across. She also has a background in product-based businesses and design. And well, I'll, I'll just stop there because I don't want to share too much before we actually begin. Currently, though, she focuses full-time on ashleybrook.com, which is a creative brand and lifestyle blog dedicated to celebrating life's big moments and even everyday adventures. But before we dig in more to our conversation, I first want to tell you about our season sponsor, CJ. CJ is the affiliate network of choice for influencers and content creators. Whether you're looking to earn long-term residual income from your favorite brands or want more opportunities for sponsored content, CJ is it. I've talked about this before. They offer an easy-to-use supportive solution with tools and dedicated experts that help set you up for lasting success. And one of the best parts about CJ is all the data. I mention this a lot. I know, I know. But all the data that you have at your fingertips really does help you to plan and optimize your content based on what's performing. And did you know you actually have access to the same data as the brands, which leads to better decisions and even stronger partnerships. So I highly encourage you to head over to cj.com slash trove to learn more. Without further ado, let's welcome Ashley to the podcast. I am so excited to have Ashley Brooke here today of Ashley Brooke Designs. Ashley Brooke Designs is a beauty and lifestyle blog that I have been following for a while now. And she, I just can't wait for you to hear all of the wonderful conversation we're about to have and nuggets and her background and all the behind the scenes stuff that she's going to share with us. But Ashley Brooke Designs is a a dose, a daily dose of her favorite things across a variety of different spaces from beauty to home to lifestyle and travel um, to DIY, makeup tutorials, healthy recipes. I mean, just everything. She created Ashley Brooke Designs in 2009 to be a bright place on the internet that is elevating and encouraging and always leaves you inspired. And she totally delivers on that every time. So I'll stop gabbing and say hello. Welcome, Ashley, to the Influencer Business Podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here today. Well, I'm excited to have you on. And I think it's very special, doubly special, because you have been a listener of the podcast. I have. I have. I love the podcast. For some time. So that's really cool. And also a Trove partner. You're involved in some other work that we're doing for things, exciting things to come. And really, 
if we're if we're trying to set the stage for our listeners out there, I was thinking that today's episode we would really dial in on the making of a business as a content creator, um, and go into a little bit of the behind the scenes, because something that is so fascinating to a lot of people out there is that influencers are actually small business owners. And I think sometimes it's easy to to forget that. But you have a business that you're running day in and day out wearing many hats. It's almost like um, a media agency of sorts that some content creators have established. And it's just really fascinating to see. And anyway, all great things that we can totally dive into. But Something that I like to ask about is background because I always think that's a super interesting place to start and get context from. So you started Ashley Brook Designs back in 2009, which is like pretty early on in this blogger landscape, right? Yes, totally. I didn't know what I was doing. I mean, it was happenstance that I like fell into the blogging situation. I have a a degree in interior design and in 2009, it was rendered useless um, with the market (laughs) crashing. And so it's so funny. I always knew I wanted to be in the arts of some sort. I grew up um, around a very creative family and an entrepreneurial family. And so for me, it the regular path was never going to be my path. It was very clear from like literally first grade. Um, So I I was really interested in like design. I was really interested in photography. I was really interested in um, makeup. For a very long time, I wanted to be a makeup artist. And so I kind of felt, my dad's a photographer and has been my whole life. So I kind of fell into like, okay, well, let, let me go to design school. So I ended up going to interior design school and I really enjoyed it. Um, And then I graduated in 2009 and could not get employed. Um, It was really funny because, I mean, a couple of months previously, I mean, everybody in my class was getting jobs. You know, they were entry level, but they're jobs. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I couldn't even get an internship. Oh, just because, you know, the market had crashed and like the design um, industry got hit so hard. Um, And so it was so funny. I had like finished school and everything. And I kind of felt like I didn't know. Now I was kind of back to square one. Um, And my parents have a a photography studio and my dad, they were so kind. They were like, come move back home. Cause I had the, you know, the big dreams. I did have a job and I got laid off two weeks into the job via email. So um, so they're like, come home and live with us for a while until you kind of figure out what you want to do. And you can be my retouch artist um, for my for my dad. So I, that's kind of like how I started. So, um, I literally started the business. It's so funny because I was like, I've got to figure out something to do that's besides working for my parents, even though I enjoyed it, but it was kind of like, I need, I need something of my own. And, um, my dad taught me Photoshop and we, we literally had desks next to each other. So like he was on my left and I was here and my first day of work there, he was like, this is Adobe Photoshop. Welcome. Um, <laughs> so uh, I would stay late after the studio closed and just kind of like tinker around. Um, I have no graphic design background whatsoever. And I just kind of would tinker around and they have, in the studio, they had very large format um, printers and, you know, fancy paper and all those things. And so I've always loved to doodle. 
And so, and in design school, I got to take a lot of art classes. And so I was, it was my birthday and around my birthday time. And so I was like, you know what? I'll make my own stationery to write thank you cards on. And so I drew these little cupcakes and I printed them out. I, I scanned them into the computer, used Photoshop that I just learned and then printed out on the fancy printers, which no one was pleased with the next day when they came in and saw I had used like $200 worth of like fine art photography paper um, <laughs> by trying and learning. But I printed this out and I, for some reason, something just clicked inside me and I was like, I've always loved paper. I mean, when I got my license at 16, I that's the first place I went was Hallmark because I just love paper and I wanted to get cards. Um, Hallmark. And <laughs> Hallmark. First stop, I, Hallmark. First stop is Hallmark, um, which makes me like an old lady, but it's okay. Anyways, I was like, you know what? Stationery is my new passion. This is what I'm going to do. So um, they were, my parents were so kind. They were like, we love this plan for you, but you need to like get a plan. And um, so I went to the library and checked out a bunch of books on business and I had read a book and it's now, I think they've made many versions since then, but it was the new rules of marketing and PR. And in 2009, they said, you need to start a blog. And so I did. So the blog was truly to find a way to get my stationary, my new stationary passion <laughs> out into the world. And so I launched my little e-commerce site and this is all after hours of work. I would just stay at the studio and just work on this um, little e-commerce site. Uh, the same exact day I started the blog. And when I had read in the blog or the book about uh, new rules of marketing and PR, I read, uh, it said like, try to third party market yourself. So mm. what I did was blog five days a week, which I still do now, most days. Um, mm -hmm. And one of those days blog about your product. And the other days blog about things you think are adjacent to your plot product or things people were Googling. And back then I thought maybe etiquette um, yeah, because you so know, like, like cards, how, cards like okay. how to do, like <clears throat> whose name goes first, like all that kind of stuff, which is so funny because I mean, I'm Southern, I mean, I'm, I'm from Florida, but like my family is like, has like, you know, etiquette Southern mentality, I guess in that way, but I am by no means an etiquette expert. So I literally went out and bought like a big Emily Post book and I would just flip through it and be like, all right, we're going to talk about that. And um, back in the day when Google really worked in your favor, people were finding the blog, um, which was so great. And then it was funny because as time went on, people were buying the stationery, which was awesome. And um, but, but it was funny, the blog content really shifted because I, you know, since I was at a studio with my dad, I would constantly be like, hey, could you just take a picture of this like thing I just... I made of just me holding it like this. And um, so he would really quickly and I'd put it up. And then, you know, the blog comments that back on blogspot.com, which was like 500 years ago, um, were like, where's that top from? Where, where's that? What's that lipstick? Like, uh -huh. and it was so funny. And that was in 2009. So wow. I was realizing that people really wanted to know where that TJ Maxx top was from <laughs> and that Target skirt. So I would, um, I kind of started shifting away from doing etiquette, which was great because I knew nothing about it. And into my realm of like design and um, which was great because I was able to use my education and um, <laughs> makeup, things that I loved. And so it kind of went from there. So that's kind of the early stages of the blog.
Wow, that's really <laughs> fascinating. And I feel like I have consumed enough of your content to know a good deal about you, probably a scary amount. But that's I don't think that's a good thing. That's there a good you go. thing. I'm doing my job then. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I didn't know about the stationary side. So where did that go? What happened to the stationary business? Yes. So it's so funny. I um I started off with custom stationary and I think it's so funny because there's a huge, there's not a huge, uh, there's a large section of people who are still readers and followers who really only know me from my stationary days because that's how I started. So um, the stationary, I did so much custom work. That was pretty much my bread and butter. Um, within a year, a year, a little over a year, it was my full-time job. I mean, that's all I did was stationary. So I would do wedding invitations. I did a lot of like baby announcements, showers, wedding showers, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I hand drew everything. So wow. I did like people and figures and I would draw babies and like dogs and all that kind of stuff. So um, I was kind of, but it was fun because I used a lot of my Photoshop skills and I was drawing on a Wacom tablet pre-iPad, right? Because now people draw on the iPad and do all that stuff. I was using a Wacom tablet into, which is like, um, it's like a pin tablet, if that makes sense. Instead mm -hmm. of a mouse, you can write on the pin. And I was doing that in um, Photoshop, which was a lot of the skills I had learned from <laughs> retouching. Um, so anyways, I, that's how I drew and did that. So I, we did pretty much strictly stationary until 2012. So okay. for three years, I was just doing stationary and blogging. And um, the blog was, uh, was a funnel for the e-commerce site. And then in 2012, um, I made coffee mugs for all of my girlfriends for <laughs> Christmas and I did the Pinterest hack gone so wrong, which was, um, it kind of went around that year, which was, you know, take a Sharpie right on a, on a mug and bake it. And then you have like a custom mug, right? So I did that for all of my girlfriends and stuffed the little mugs with like nail polish and whatever. And, um, it was so funny. And I wrote little sayings that were like, let's always be fancy for my friend who's super fancy. And then like, you know, just silly things. Um, and sayings that felt very them. And mm -hmm. um, it was so funny. I didn't have much money at the time. So that was pretty much all I could come up with. I was like, this is a great idea. It's inexpensive. It's crafty, thoughtful. And um, it was really funny because each one of them separately <laughs> called me and said, hey, Ash, like, I love this gift that you gave me. And it's actually my favorite gift from Christmas, like all of Christmas, but it's gone. Like it, the Sharpie has... <gasps> rubbed off. Is there any way we can figure out how to make another one? And with the, cause they're like, I use it every day. Like, I think it's so funny. And this is back before like mugs with sayings on them was a thing. I mean, no one did that yet. You know, it was like the, just a Pinterest hack really. Uh-huh. And so um, you're ahead of the curve on a lot of this stuff is what I'm no, gathering. No, <laughs> not really. I'm just crafty. <laughs> so, no, I'm just, my husband always says, he's like, you're just really scrappy. I'm like, yeah, that's true. So, um, yeah. So anyways, there weren't a lot of people doing it. And, um, at the time, Betsy, one of my best friends, she was working with me and uh, she was running a lot of the communications and emails and stuff like that for me. And um, she was like, hey, Ash, I just think we should make these. Mm -hmm. She's like what's, like, what's the worst that could happen? And I was like, well, no one buys them and I'm out 20 bucks. Like 20 bucks is a lot of money. And she's like, you just like, let's order three and just see what happens. And this is right as like Instagram is kind of, I don't know what, 
I don't know what the exact day of Instagram was, but I was kind of an earlier adapter on Instagram. It was just easy. And so I was like, okay, well, Betsy, like if this don't sell, then like this is all we're drinking out of for the rest of our life because we're only going to have these three months. So I put them up on Instagram and they sold within 30 minutes, all three of them. And I was like, uh, okay, it's that's weird. So then I did it. Um, so then my other girlfriends who were like, wait, we saw that you remade Betsy's. Will you remake ours too? Because our stuff came off of the mug. And I was like, sure, yeah. sure, sure. So I did all the girlfriends, I did everybody's mug that I had given away and then ordered two extra to sell, to see if it would work. And they all, every time, would sell in 30 minutes. And so I was like, oh, okay. So then we ordered six. And then we ordered (laughs) 12. And then my entire guest room was full of coffee mugs. And then we had 3,000 coffee mugs in our garage. 3,000? Is this an exaggeration or... Literally no, 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 no. We had over 3,000 coffee mugs in our garage. <laughs> I would have nightmares that Florida would have like some sort of earthquake that we've never had before. Um, and they would all come crashing down. But yes, and by 2017, by 2000, yes, end of 2017, we were in over 700 stores worldwide and um, selling coffee mugs, stationery, and I was blogging full time. My husband had left his job <laughs> to come work with me and run logistics because we had just gotten a warehouse and it was like a whole thing. Um, so that's kind of the, but I was blogging the whole time during all what? that. Yeah. <laughs> that is so wild. Oh yeah. my goodness. I, I was not prepared for you to drop the 700 stores on me. So where can we yeah. get these mugs today? Oh, so we have sold off that part of the business. So I am now just blogging full time. Oh, wow. Isn't that wild? <laughs> Man, do you have any extras in your garage? I have I have archives. Like that's all I have are like the archives. But um, yes, in 2017, we just like, I, to be honest with you, I was burnt out, like very burnt out. Um, I didn't love the, the trajectory I saw of our particular, um, like our, the, the gift industry in general, but like our particular, like what we were producing. Um, and so I was just kind of concerned about like where that was headed. We were like a lot of our products were being, some of them were made here, some of them were made in China. And mm-hmm. it was just a lot of logistics. And um, we were starting to work with like bigger box stores and they were just wanting our prices to be so low. And it was almost like, we were paying to get into the stores. And for me, I didn't have, I felt like my passion truly was more business and sharing and like the blog. And so when I kind of looked, I was like, I'm one person, I'm designing all these products and I'm blogging five days a week. And the blog by this, by this point was a standalone business. Um, when my husband and I uh, started dating, he had some background in an affiliate. And he was like, why is there no affiliate on your blog? I mean, you blog every day and there's nothing and you're not getting any sponsorships. I'm like, well, because it's a funnel, like I don't need any, like, I don't care. You know, and he was like, you should care. <laughs> and so- Way to go, Ryan. I know. So he put some muscle behind it. So I always joke that the blog is his monster that he created because um, it totally is. So anyways, by that point, I just, I really like, I couldn't do it anymore. I was just tired. So, yeah. and it was a good, um, it was a great run. And, and I, I, uh, and loved our products and really enjoyed them, but I, we made the right decision for us for sure. So anyways. <laughs> well, good for you. I think that, um, 
I mean, this actually really shouldn't surprise me because you are so uh, creative and so DIY and crafty and scrappy and whatever word you want to use. Um, so like I just saw the other day, and now this totally makes sense, how you were at a baby shower and you actually made the invitations or the cards for that oh, yeah. baby shower. So yes. um, first of all, like what a great friend to have on so many different levels, but so like, let's translate the design to to the kind of blogging space, the influencer space, yes. because you have just such, uh, I feel like a more refined aesthetic in design than I would say maybe the uh, most of what I see out there. I, I just think that you have an attention to detail there. Um, oh, kind. I mean, when it comes to your newsletters that you put out, your weekly oh, newsletters, hey. and certainly your blog, but even your Instagram stories are designed and look just perfectly, beautifully branded. Um, so can you talk about the effort behind that? Because I think it's easy as someone on the outside who's just scrolling on an app during a lunch break to think, oh, wow, like, cool. You know, I'm tapping through or I'm scrolling through. This is really nice. This is pretty. But talk about the actual production effort and design effort that goes into making the content that you make. Yeah, it's funny. I I kind of struggle. I toe the line between trying to make things, I want to make things on brand and really beautiful and obviously extremely authentic to who I am and like what's going on in the day to day. But I just, I love this little space on the internet and I just love that I can, you know, I, I always joke and say that life is hard, but like Ashley Brook Designs or AshleyBrook.com or whatever is not. And that's where you're going to find like a deep breath. You know what I mean? Like just pretty things, happy things, like good things. I mean, we talk about, I talk about deep stuff all the time and, um, you know, right from the heart often, but I just feel like I want it to be a space where it just, you feel safe. And, um, for me, I just, i I really love design on so many different levels. And so, I, I definitely toe the line with even Instagram stories because I do know sometimes if it, they're just a rough story and you just post it, it can get more views and eyeballs <laughs> if it's, you know, and I, and I get that, but I also, I just love the craft. So I kind of have to do a little bit of both so that I don't sell my soul because I love the pretty, if that makes yeah. sense. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think for stories, I will be honest with you when it first, like when it first came out, I cried. Like the when day- Instagram stories first came out, you cried? I cried. I was like, there is not, I can't do one more thing. I can't do it. I won't do it. I can't. Um, and I kind of feel that way anytime like a new something comes out. Um, you know, when reels came out, I mourned for like a whole day. I was like, not possible. Why? <laughs> but I always like end up loving whatever it is and enjoying doing it. Um, but I, I think with stories for me, at least I hope it kind of looks this way. I don't know. I, you know, I've never really asked. So I, this is a good, maybe you can tell me, Yeah. but I you. like to be able to take I like to tell a story with stories is what I really like to do. And I like to take people through a day through rose colored glasses. Does that make sense? So not that doesn't mean that like, I'm not, um, I'm only sharing 
you know, the, the Instagram worthy stuff. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to show like that there are so many good things that we often miss in the day. Does that make sense? Like I could see that. Like the beauty in everyday life, everyday things. Yes, um, that you don't, sometimes you just don't see, you know? Yeah. So I, that's kind of what I try to do with stories and tell a, tell a story with my day or an event or whatever I'm kind of covering as my own reporter. <laughs> true, 100% true. I love that you use those words, a story that I'm covering or reporting on. That's so, that's so true. Um. And I, I think it comes across as thoughtful and also authentic. So I think you're, I think you are doing, or you're achieving your goal of what you want to do. Thanks. It's, it's definitely a lot of work. I will say it's a lot of work and sometimes it comes easier than others or like, you know, but, but I, I really do, it, I really enjoy stories actually more than like a lot of the other things. I really do enjoy it. It's fun. What do you least enjoy? Well, I wouldn't say least. I don't think that's a good word, but like I'm really trying with TikTok and because I'm new, I'm very new, very, very new. And I really need to let it go because <laughs> I'm like, there's no one look, looking. It doesn't really matter. I can just do whatever. Um, but I just, I don't quite understand like what I've got to be doing yet. So I'm still working on it. Okay. But it's fun to make the videos and, you know, just my husband watch them, but it's great. <laughs> But it's been fun. I, I'm going to figure it out one of these yeah, days. You will. I have no doubt. So you talk about, um, let's get into some of the other parts because <clears throat> there is written content, visual content um, that also has like a lot of research and editing and, you know, kind of production nuances behind it. Publishing across all these different platforms, um, special projects like sponsored content. Um, and then you have the less fun stuff like financials and accounting. Um, so I, I want to touch on the financials and accounting, the less sexy piece of yeah. this business, because you've talked about it openly before about how you have managed, you know, your finances and cataloged and organized. You're a very organized person. So for some folks out there who might who, who might be less organized, especially when it comes to like the financials and the logging and all that stuff, what has worked well for you to stay on top of things? Well, I will say for years, I like used... Um, different platforms for sure. Like to try to do QuickBooks. I started off with QuickBooks. Like my parents were really big in us learning that before I we went to college, which was so funny. Um, so I had QuickBooks in college <laughs> to manage my finances. Um, so I, I was always really like good about that. And then um, when Ryan and I got married, we kind of start, we did a different couple different programs, minted, we did all that. And so we're now on, you need to budget and we love it. Um, but I will say now, and I just kind of like a little bit of a workaround, but Ryan has a finance background. So when he left his job to come work with me, he is since now working again outside of the business, but he took over all of the finance side, which was great because he does have a passion for it. <laughs> I didn't necessarily have a passion for it. I just knew it was important. Um, but I, I, you know, I think living, I think with this particular industry and in general, or like specifically, it can be really hard. It feels keep up with the Jones-ish 
a, a lot. And uh-huh. so I think you kind of have to constantly just remind yourself of trying to live with, with underneath your means and saving and being wise and, um, you know, running it like a business. This is not just, you know, fun money, you know, it's, it's business, it's retirement. It's, um, you know, in case of emergency, it's mortgage, you know, like all the things. <laughs> Yeah, that's a great reminder. What what is you mentioned you're using uh budget what was the program you just said that oh, you were we using? Oh, we love you need a budget. That's our um the program that we use for all budgeting for both personal and um and business, which has okay. been really great. Yeah. For those who are unfamiliar, you need a budget. Is that an app? Is that Yes, a- app and it's a um but you can also get it on a desktop. It's awesome. And I think they have We've worked with them before, so I'm trying to think of like what, like, I'm not sure what the code is, but I know that they have like a free 40-day trial or 30-day trial where you don't even have to put your credit card information in. So if you don't like it, like you don't have to use it, which is great. Um, and they have a phenomenal YouTube um, channel that it literally walks you through budgeting 101 and doesn't make you feel dumb. Like, and I really appreciate that. And again, I just, I really love them. I know we have worked with them in the past, but it was really exciting. When we got the email about working with them, Ryan was so jazzed. He was like, finally, something for me. <laughs> like, was he in it? Was he in yes, the- Yes, and he, uh, yeah, yes. And he um, actually wrote the blog post for it because I mean, he is passionate about budgeting. We have something so exciting to share with you. Gush and Grow, who are partners of Trove, are coming out with a course, a course for influencers and content creators, all about how to land paid brand collaborations and partnerships, how to land those with authenticity, with integrity, with confidence, and do it effectively. The thing that lights us up the most at Gush and Grow is helping our clients' dreams come true as solopreneurs. And oftentimes that includes partnering with their dream brands. So we've turned our most popular workshop into a course, making it widely available so that you can land your ideal paid brand collabs and partnerships. It is the most comprehensive course we've created for the best value. And if this is of interest to you, highly, highly encourage you to go to gushandgrow.com slash courses to get on the list. You talked about, I wanted to just bring up the point that you mentioned about how this this world can feel very keeping up with the Joneses. Yes. Um, and I get that, especially when someone, it's a, it's a consumer-facing industry, especially your your mm-hmm. area of totally influence. Is. And how how do you how do you deal with that? How do you do you have like um a mentality or a motto or like a reminder that you that you like keep at the top at the forefront of your brain when you feel like the pull of oh gosh like I, I feel the pressure to keep up. I feel the pressure to do this that how do you get out of that comparison trap? Well, I will say that the comparison, I think it affects all of us. The comparison thing does for sure. And, you know, and I think it affects us all in different ways. Maybe it's buying clothes, maybe it's for your house, or maybe it's wanting something bigger and better. You know, it could, I think it kind of um, varies, but 
I, you know, for me, I just, I'm, I, if I get into that cycle, which totally happens, you know, I just kind of take, I try to take a step back and see like all the things that I am so grateful for and that how far we've come. And, um, and also like when I try really hard not to make impulse purchases, like sometimes it happens, but I try really hard not to make them. Um, and you know, and also I will say I have a little bit more of a, I, I feel like I'm easier to buy like something that's less expensive on an impulse. Like I'll, I'll make a less expensive impulse purchase. Ryan will make a more expensive impulse purchase. So it's really funny. We have to balance each other out that way. Um, Cause I'm like, Ooh, I don't like to spend a ton of money, but I'll spend little bits all the time. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. And he'll spend like, he'll be like, Oh, I just bought this. Like, Wait, what? You did what? <laughs> We didn't talk about that. Um, and hey, honey, you, bought a boat. Yeah, bought a house. Yes, that's like, that's totally something you do. Um, and But I'm like, oh, I went to Target 17 times this week. You know, like, whoops. Um, whoops. So it's a good like gut check. We kind of, we reevaluate the budget a couple times a month. And I, you know, I, I also just think it's one of those things that's going to be an ongoing thing for all of us for forever. And so just kind of finding that joy within yourself and, um, you know, being grateful for what you have and, and always remembering to like, do I really need that? Like, do I need this? Am I going to wear it? If I am great. If I'm just getting it because I want it because someone else has it, maybe not, <laughs> you know? Right. Right. I like that. Finding the joy within yourself. And when I do, when I talk with those who are interested in becoming influencers or who are just starting out on their influencer journey, <clears throat> they're very eager to get to that next level, whatever that next level means for them, because they see all these people working with wonderful brands and having the nice things and the renovated this and the, you know, new that and whatever. And something that I have to remind them is you can't compare your beginning to someone else's middle or someone else's end. And and that was said to me, I think it's probably a saying, it's probably on a coffee mug somewhere. (laughs) Most likely. (laughs) Um, But I think that's really important. And it's hard to keep your blinders on and focus on you and your growth and your goals, but also keep your eyes open enough for inspiration because I think that creators find a lot of inspiration in other creators too. Oh, totally. So there's a balance there. Yeah, lots of prayer. How about... (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, okay, so I feel like we could just talk forever, but we are, uh, we, we do have a finite amount of time here together. <laughs> so I am very interested to hear what does a day in the life of Ashley Brooke, of Ashley Brooke Designs look like? What's a typical well, day? Well, it totally depends on what's happening. I, I will say I don't technically have a typical day, um, especially right now. Uh, when I, well, I'm trying to think of what, would be like a, maybe an average day, not even typical, but let's see, like this morning I got up and, um, I got up around six 30 and I journaled and spent the quiet time and drank my coffee and then went for a run and got ready. Um, but it's funny, as soon as I get up, I'm kind of already thinking like the day before I've done, I've kind of reviewed what's happening today, what projects are due and all of that kind of stuff. And when I do get up, I kind of start to dream up like what I want. I'm not every day do I story the whole day, but if I'm going to, if I get inspired, it's usually first thing in the morning. So I kind of start that process as well. Um, And yeah, so then I get ready and do the whole thing. Sometimes I film stories while I'm getting ready or showing 
products while I'm getting ready. So I'm, and honestly, like I may not sit down at my desk till around 11, but I've done, I've answered emails kind of throughout. I've returned DMs. I've, you know, done all that kind of stuff. So there's lots of little pockets of um, time that I'm working, even if I'm not at my desk. Like this morning after I got ready, I filmed a couple of um, brand partnerships that I needed to do and sent those out. And by the time I got to my desk, I had about 45 minutes to return some emails before I made lunch. And I did that. And then um, now we're on the call together. So I usually spend, I would say, after like one o'clock to around 5.30, 6 o'clock-ish is my like time I just spend sitting at my desk, getting through contracts and reviewing um, projects, editing, writing blog posts, working on newsletters, responding to DMs, all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of my head down time. And I try to um, uh, do stories like throughout all of that kind of show like if I'm doing an outfit or what's going on that day. And when it comes to like creating content, like photography content, I try to plan that out a little bit. My husband for the past um, three years has been my main photographer. And then he recently got his dream job. So he's out doing that right now. So I actually have a couple of photographers I work with. So we've kind of batched some, some projects. I kind of like hold all of my sponsored content to a day or so. And then we do that. And that takes about all day. So that's kind of my current, my, my current vibe at the moment. I would say I probably stopped working around close to seven, six thirty, six forty-five, seven ish. And I make dinner and we hang out for a little bit. And then I'm obviously back on just for a little bit at the, at the end of the night, just to kind of tie up loose ends and then start it back over. So. Wow. <laughs> do you have, have you, do you have a cutoff time for yourself for Instagram? Like no more Instagram after 9 PM. <clears throat> that would be so helpful, but no, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to give me that, feel free. No, I, I, um, I typically post later in the evening. And so it's a struggle. I need to, I need to find more. I'll go into seasons of really good boundaries and then I'll go into seasons of really bad ones. And the other week I, I told my husband, I was like, um, I saw my, uh, report from, cause you know, like it sends you a report at the end of an, all the week. And I was your like, screen report. Ooh, yeah, it's real bad. So I need to dial it down. Like it's worse than it's ever been. And it was because I was trying to figure out TikTok. So it was really, in a, I was in a wormhole. Um, but you know, the scrolling can get addicting. So sometimes it's yeah. nice to put it down. Wow. And it's something that you, that you tapped into, which is sponsored content brands, working with brands. I just wanted to shed a little bit more light on that as well, because I work with brands and, and, you know, my talent, Gush and Grow talent. And I don't know. I'm sure that there are some people out there who think, oh, wow, that is a beautiful photo and a great caption. And there is a lot that goes behind sponsored content. I mean, it takes a long time to even do the back and forth about the direction, the scope of work, deliverables, all of that stuff, how to tell a story, content creation. And then like you mentioned, if you don't have a photographer on hand, like aka your husband or other mm-hmm. member of your f- friend or family network, yeah. you have to schedule. You have to get with another person. You got to do the scheduling. You got to do the shooting. Um, more, it's 
more efficient, like you said, doing it in batches. So content batching with the photographer is super helpful. And then you've got to edit it if you edit your photos or maybe, yeah, you know, the you. photographer edits your photos. And you got to think about the the words that you want to add yeah. to it or if there's video component. I mean, there's just a lot. And it also is so deadline driven. And there's a deadline for not just going live, but even before going live, there's like the draft content due and the feedback and then this and that. And it really is meant to bring people and followers the best content possible. And so I just wanted to to mention that because <clears throat> you there's a lot of work that goes into it. <laughs> yes, there is a lot. Thank you for saying that. Yes, there is a lot of work that goes into it for sure. I mean, it's like shooting mini commercials is really what it is. So, you know, and it's important. And I, you know, I always say, I, you know, I used to run a product-based business. And so I understand like what it feels like to put your baby into somebody else's hands and hopefully they do the ad the way you want it to be done. And so, you know, it does, it takes a lot of, it does take a lot of work. Sometimes you you knock it out of the park first time and it's really great. And sometimes it takes a couple times to get it right. But um, yeah, I, it, it's it's definitely a lot of, of work, but it's also like, I'm so grateful for it. <laughs> yes, yes. And your, your people who are supporting the brands that support you. And oh, it's, yes. it is really a, wonderful. And I have to say, you are the only influencer I believe I know of who sends a handwritten thank you note to the brands after working with them. Didn't you tell me you yeah. did that one time? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I so do. I'm behind right now, but yes. <laughs> to all the brands out there waiting on a thank you note yeah, from Yeah, it's Ashley. coming. It's actually on my to-do list. It's like right here on my to-do list. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. I see the to-do list. Um, but yeah, going back to your Southern roots and your stationery. Yes, yeah, yes. Love yes. it. Love well, it. Well, I just think too, like, honestly, and again, like I said about running a, a product business before, like it just you know, sometimes brands don't care and they have ad dollars and they just spend them. But I feel like for the most part, people really do care. And I don't get to see a lot of these people that I work with or, you know, a lot of my partnerships are return partnerships, which I'm so, so grateful for. I try to retain (laughs) the same brands and um, work with them, but I, you know, a lot of times I don't get to see them. And so they are, you know, my clients. And so I feel like it's a little something that I can do. And I try to get up to the city every, well, I used to try to get up to the city every couple of months just to kind of, you know, do coffee and cocktails and, you know, visit with everybody and just kind of see how what's going on in their life because I do feel like they get to know what's going on in mine. And so it's, it's like a, you know, it's a, it's a good way to be able to connect somewhere, yeah. somehow. And like you said, they're your clients. Again, thinking oh, about this as a business because you run a business. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> totally. They're your clients and it matters. It makes a difference. It's noticed, it's noticed by the brands. And there's a lot of hopping around between, you know, brands too. So you, you make a strong connection and this is, yeah, this is what this uh, industry is all about is, is making relationships, relationships with different people. And so if you establish that nice, strong, deep connection with someone, then they go over to another brand that, hey, so happens to be another brand that you're actually really passionate about. Then, hey, maybe you can work with that one too. Maybe they can be a client. So I know some of my biggest partnerships have been with brand from, uh, with brands that have, I've started working with the person at a different brand and worked with them for free. 
does that make sense? For a while, because I really just enjoyed, I always say that like, if you enjoy working with someone, it will almost always pay off. You know what I mean? So like of doing good work for them, if if they see value in your work and you see value in, in theirs and you really enjoy working with them, because there are some people that aren't as fun to work with. And I do think that, you know, if you are a, a breeze to work with or a joy to work with, I people remember when they're pitching, you know, and they're like, oh, I, I want to get her because she's just, she's easy, you know, and her content's great and she performs well and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So a hundred percent, I will say like you, the, you definitely, I try really hard to retain those relationships. That's great. That's really smart. And I bet you do a fabulous job. Well, I hope, I don't know. <laughs> I hope to. So let's move on to the advice portion. I think so far people have probably learned a lot about just the ins and outs and maybe even good reminders for those who are more seasoned in this space. But some advice. So what are the common, I have just a couple things. What are the common misconceptions of content creators out there? What are some of the common myths you can bust for those who think, oh, this space is blank or all influencers blank. I don't know. What's, what's a myth you can bust? I would say, um, well, there's a couple, there's so many myths. <laughs> I feel like this is a very um, interesting industry. Um, I would say for sure that it's easy. I think that's what you kind of like pointed, you know, that it's almost just like a party all day, every day. And, you know, and, and honestly, if it looks that way, then maybe we're doing our job well. But, um, but yeah, I kind of always, I kind of like, da- I don't know, I grew up dancing um, pretty seriously. And I always feel like it's like ballet. Like it feels like no one should know exactly how tough it is. Does that make sense? Like it should look a little flawless. And um, and that's what I kind of go into it thinking of like, no one, you don't really need to know like how much work it took to get here. <laughs> right, right. Um, sometimes I think the things that look more effortless or easy are actually the ones that end up requiring the most work. Oh, totally. Totally. And I love showing behind the scenes of like an absolute disaster of like, you know, like yesterday, um, I'm actually doing this creative project with one of my friends who's a photographer. And we have just like, we're getting together every couple of weeks just to do something completely creative that we don't know how to do. And it's been really fun because sometimes you just get in the mundane of your life, but like you know, both of us to in our core are just want to be creative wackadoodles. You know, we just like want to do weird stuff all day. So we decided we wanted to shoot like a mini short film yesterday. And she's like, I, she's like, I want to show, I want to learn how to do video. She's a wedding photographer. And I was like, great, I'll be your person. So we went and shot yesterday in a field with like ant piles everywhere. And there was like an alligator literally walking by. Um, and we were just laughing so hard because the video we think is going to be cool. We're, we're not really sure. We're just, she's still importing it. Um, but we think it could be cool. We're not really sure. And in the background though, we're like, there's literally an alligator. And, you know, we accidentally put the picnic blanket on top of an ant pile. So there's like ants, I'm like laying on it. And there's like ants crawling <laughs> It's just really funny, but hopefully the video looks flawless. We'll see. Uh, yeah, please let us know when that comes out because I, I want to see if the alligator makes it into the shot. It's so funny because we were like, uh, that's definitely an alligator. Just walking on by. <laughs> so funny. Uh, I hope you practice your zigzag run. Isn't mm-hmm. that what you're supposed to do, zigzag run? I don't think that works, but yes. Oh. <laughs> I think if they want you, they'll get you. 
(laughs) It was a tiny one. It was like, it was very small, but we were like, where's its mom? It's got to be somewhere. (laughs) Right, right. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, Okay, so next advice question I have for you before we get into my favorite rapid fire um, questions. So what advice would you have to someone who says, I want to blog. I feel like I'm late to the party, but I think I have something to give. I want to start. I have no idea where to start. Oh gosh. I, first of all, I don't think you're late to the party. Um, I think that's the great thing about this industry is that it changes all the time. And just being like, if you buckle up for the ride, then I think no one is late to the party. Does that make sense? Like I, and I will say, I think that's one of the one things that we try to do is just kind of like go with the flow. Like it will change. And as soon as you get comfortable with something, just, okay, we're going to try something else, you know? And so there's that, but I think, you know, every, everybody is unique and you have a unique point of view. And I would say write down the top five things that you're the most interested in and start working on that. Um, I feel like consistency is totally key here when it comes to blogging. Um, if you really are interested in doing it, I would start three times a week, like writing a blog post and, you know, being consistent on that content and, um, and pushing it out through all of your different platforms and, and all of that. And you'll see what sticks, you know, like for me, I tried etiquette, which is just funny. Like when you think about it and, you know, and, and now I talk about makeup and hair because it's what people act like, that's what they wanted. And so, and I love that kind of stuff. So I was like, great, fantastic. Actually, I'm way better suited for this than I am that. So it may change and being okay with it changing and, um, you know, just, and, and being super authentic to who you are and, what you like, because there are people who like what you like and, um, you don't have to be like X or Y or Z, you know? And I think that's what will make you, you know, that's what makes you special anyways. And so, you know, it's okay if you're a little different. (laughs) I think that's great advice. I totally agree with you. Start creating, be consistent. Yes. Yes. And I will say like, even this like little side creative project that I'm doing with my girlfriend, which I don't even know if anyone's ever going to see any of the stuff that we do, but it's just, like fun and we're like learning and we're watching YouTube videos together, trying to figure out how to do, you know, and we're going to paint pottery next week, like, you know, just something different. And so sometimes something will stick and, and that's really great too. So yeah, just get creative. Okay. On to the rapid fire portion, which is how I love to end these conversations, which you didn't know were coming. I actually didn't send these to you ahead of time. So speaking of buckle up, buckle up, (laughs) let's have fun. All right. Favorite food or meal to cook or eat? Popcorn. Popcorn. All right. Always. Favorites. Always. But Always. Wait, with with butter or with, without butter? Oh, yes. I make it all the time. Do you, did you ever watch um, some movie or a show with Olivia Pope? What's the scandal? The, the, the popcorn and wine is like the Olivia Pope meal that she'd always have. Like that's my like. Oh, it's my favorite meal. <laughs> your, all right. And I make it stovetop and then I put vegan butter on it because I can't have dairy, but it's very good. Awesome. Favorite smell? Um, jasmine. Jasmine. And maybe the popcorn. And know. the popcorn, yes. Last Google search. Um, oh my gosh. It was probably to spell a word because I cannot spell. I'm trying to think <laughs> of what it was. Oh, it was subtle. Su- subtle. No, uh, wait, subtle. am I? Subtle. You were no. subtle. Yes. Yep. 
Yep, subtle. that's how you say it. S-U-B-T-L-E. Subtle. Yes, I was switching. I was worried I was switching <laughs> the, the letters. The L and the E? Yes. <laughs> I get that. I was nervous. I'm not a, that is not my gift at all. It's spelling? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, most used app on your phone? Um, besides Instagram, I would say, uh, what did I probably pull up the most? It can be Instagram. If okay. it's Instagram, it's Instagram. It's probably Tezza, the okay. app, the editing app, because I love to edit photos even, or video or whatever, just even if I'm not working, just, I just, I like to play around. So probably the Tezza app. One accomplishment you're proud of from the last two months? Ooh, the last two months. Um, let's see. Um, like work-wise or I guess, yeah, work-wise. Um, I, I would say a J crew partnership. That was really fun. I saw that J crew yeah. partnership <laughs> yes. on the beach. Yes. yes. That was lovely. Um, <clears throat> okay. Last one. Dream partnership. Speaking of partnerships, maybe you've already had it. Uh, yeah. I would say J crew is definitely a dream partnership for me. Um, Ooh, would say probably like a Lancome deal would probably be my dream partnership. Lancome? Yeah. All right. So Lancome, if you're out there listening. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. All right. Well, thank you so much. It was great to have you here. It's just a pleasure. I I love your content. I love speaking with you. I think that you do exactly what your goal is, which is to provide joy and beauty into people's lives. And thank you so much for being here and spending time with us. Of course. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. I'm like really, really honored. So thank you. I hope it was helpful and entertaining at least. It was such a pleasure to have Ashley on with us today and to hear all of the great advice and experience and takeaways that she shared. For me, there were three in particular. One takeaway was being open to organic shifts in your business based on what your consumers and audience are interested in. She started her blog as an etiquette blog and people showed up and started asking about what she was wearing and products she was using. And that really propelled the evolution of her blog to more of a lifestyle space. The second takeaway is actually treating your blog and your content business like a true business. And what does that mean? How how do you push beyond the comparison trap and beyond the keeping up with the Joneses temptation to really treat this like a business? And that means it's not fun money. It's retirement. It's savings. It's all the things. And then lastly... Treating brands. How do you treat brands you work with as your clients? And and when you think of them like your clients, how does that impact how you show up? Ashley talked about the importance of retaining those re- working relationships. And um, wh- how, how does she set herself up for those long-term partnerships with the brands that she loves? So those were just mine. I would be so curious to hear what your takeaways were. We hope you enjoyed this conversation as always. If you like what you heard, I challenge you to tap the five-star rating and leave us a glowing review. And a huge shout out to Pete Crimmy and the team over at Sound Lounge who always make us sound better than we are. We'll see you next time on Influencer Business. 